is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Was It Good Enough Movie Review Podcast. And I do apologize for my sporadic release schedule as of the last week and a half. Been a little busy with work and some other stuff, and my schedule has been a bit crazy. But I will do at least two episodes this week. I'm actually getting some time to go to the movies again. So let's talk about a few things, uh, two theater movies and one Netflix documentary. But before we jump into that, let's talk about this Aladdin trailer that just dropped. I don't know what happened to this movie. It looks like a cross between bad cosplay and a stage production, which is somewhat amusing because the stage production looks better. I just really hope in some way we're being trolled by Disney and I just hope it ends up looking better than it does in the trailer. I'm a big fan of the animated film so I am being a bit hard on the trailer and I have no problems with them wanting to keep Will Smith blue because the genie was blue but the way they did it just looks so bad. I really don't know who was in charge of that but God, I hope they fix something, because if not, this movie is going to be a wreck. Jafar looks awful. Aladdin looks like a Halloween costume. Like, I have no idea what's going on. But fingers crossed they can improve it. Maybe they're still rendering. Maybe they're still making some... I don't know. Let's just hope that something is going to change. But let's jump to the theater viewings. And this first one was a doozy. And it is The Prodigy. Nurturing genius. He's our little prodigy. Miles isn't wearing like other kids. His intelligence is off the charts. I don't have an exact score, but it'll be very high. He's special. Mommy? What's wrong with me? Miles is... Yeah, this movie was interesting. Uh, Not in a good way. Uh, A mom is upset by her son's behavior, thinks something supernatural is going on. That's pretty much the gist. It's directed by Nicholas McCarthy, who, when I was reading about him, I found out he actually directed The Pact, which is a solid indie horror film that used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but that is The Pact, P-A-C-T. Check it out if it's on Netflix. It is actually a pretty solid movie. I think it came out like 10 years ago or so, but it it was really good. This movie stars Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black and Jackson Robert Scott from It. He played Georgie in the new It that came out uh, last year. And uh, he's a kid that got his arm bit off in the beginning. And uh, yeah, the trailer gives away the plot pretty much. So I'm not going to spoil anything by saying this. They're trying to turn the possession trope into something else. But it ends up being the same thing. Because essentially... Instead of a demon sharing a body with another person, like a host, it is an, it is someone else's soul. So it very much so is reincarnation. And I love the concept of it because there is some science to back it up. And I think it's really cool. Like not scientifically speaking from a soul perspective, but there's some interesting documentaries out there and there's some interesting things published about past lives children being able to speak numerous languages being able to take like some of the stories they told in the movie are actually real so that part is very cool this is something that i've always found very interesting but this movie made it very uncool 
And the marriage, because you know there's always the parents, most of the time, either parents or a single mom. But the parents in this, their marriage is awful. Both of them were just so dumb. And they never really talked about anything. They just jumped from scene to scene saying something stupid. And then one of them would get mad. But neither of them ever wanted to talk about anything or seriously discuss any of these issues. And that might be because the directing was was not very good. And there was some interesting editing decisions in the movie. So that made the movie feel really choppy. Obviously, I'm not letting the writing off the hook, but editing could have really screwed up some things as well. One part that made my wife and I laugh out loud, and I don't think that's what it was going for, but it was so amusing, but I can't spoil it, but it was very funny. It was a part that if I tried to tell you at all, it would spoil, but uh, hardly anyone was ever bothered by the kid's behavior. Like, I won't spoil anything here, but he did something that would land an older kid in juvie or something the equivalent of, but basically nothing happens to him. It was just a plot device that made no sense to move the story forward. And once again, this falls on the writing. It was atrocious how they handled it. The kid wasn't an awful, he wasn't bad. He was really good in It, like I liked him as Georgie. So in this, he wasn't awful, but he wasn't very good. And honestly, I just think this is another early year dump there was no marketing at all. I believe I saw one snippet for a, like a minute long trailer like two months ago and that was it. I have no idea what they were doing with it. And it was like they knew it was bad, kind of. And they just said, screw it, we'll put it in theaters. This is most definitely a VOD movie. I've actually watched significantly better films on VOD. But this is by far an early contender for worst of the year. And it gets half a star. That's a not recommend, by the way, no recommendation there. Don't see it. Don't waste your money. Even if it comes out on Redbox, Netflix, still no reason. There's better things to watch. So for the next theater movie that was a much more pleasant experience is the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Once everything was awesome. Now everything is bleak. Hey, Lucy, I brought you coffee. Coffee. The bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh my goshness, did I interrupt you brooding just now? Times have changed. You need to change with them. We have to be tough and battle ready. Look, a shooting star, make a wish. <gasps> and first off, I love that title. It's very comedically redundant, and I really like what they did with it. It's about Legos, and they fight off invaders, and so on. Like, if you've seen the trailer or the first one, you know the gist of these movies. They don't really try to hide anything. Phil Lord and Chris Miller wrote this one as well as the first one, but they did decide not to direct this time. Mike Mitchell directed it, and in my opinion, did a phenomenal job. And then when I looked him up, I found out that he did one of the most underrated superhero movies of all time, one of my personal favorites that I've watched at least a dozen times over the years, and that is Sky High. If you have not seen that movie, it is phenomenal. It's such an interesting take on the hero genre in general. I think it came out probably maybe 10, 12 years ago. has a solid cast. It's worth watching. If you watch the trailer, you might get the wrong idea. So just watch the movie because it's funny and it's satirical and yeah, it was just a solid movie. So he gets more points for that because it's a classic. And this movie had a loaded voice cast, but we'll just go over the main ones. Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, Tiffany Haddish, Will Arnett, 
And one amazing cameo that was so awesome and so funny and so well done, I obviously will not spoil it. Pratt was really good. He voiced Emmett, and he that was the lead character or co-lead. And uh, he also did Rex Danger Vest. And I felt that really worked, like surprisingly good. And uh, he kind of did like, with the voice of Rex, he did like a Kurt Russell thing. And I'm assuming that's on purpose. And it worked really well. And I assume they did that. He spent a lot of time with Kurt Russell on uh, Guardians 2. So it really reminded me of like a Snake Plissken type of character, like from Escape from New York. So it was uh, it was really amusing. And I, I was really surprised with Pratt. And Elizabeth Banks, once again, was really good. She did a phenomenal job in the first one. And in this one, once again, she brought it. Tiffany Haddish as the lead alien worked really well. She had some funny songs. And I like what they did with her character overall. Like just the writing was on point, which is to be expected with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I've talked about those guys a few times on here, but they just know how to write a movie. Arnett was still just stealing the show as Batman. Pretty much everything he he did was gold. It was hilarious. And, and I would say this is a solid sequel. It had some issues, but we'll get to it. The movie was beautiful aesthetically. Like I love the way it looked, the world they built, the way they moved. It was just very uh, pleasant to look at. And it was also a little different because it wasn't stop motion per se. And it wasn't like your traditional digital, like your DreamWorks and Pixar. And it just worked. Like like I said, the directing was really good in the film. And the writing, as I've already praised a couple of times, was definitely on point. It was witty. It was quick paced. They just hit you with many jokes and a lot of references, but it wasn't in a bad way because you could keep up and you got to laugh at everything. The story worked pretty well. I liked the message. And uh, I mean, I will say that I didn't like it as much as the first one because the first one was just such a breath of fresh air. But uh, that, that's not to say this movie's bad. But let's talk about some of the issues. Um, the first one, which is odd considering it's only 106 minutes, is I thought the movie was too long. I think it could have easily been 90 or 95 minutes. It really started to suffer in the end. I feel like that really affected the pacing and it started to lag a lot in the third act, like to the point to where it was almost kind of boring at certain parts. Like you laughed, but it was still so much exposition at certain points where it just felt really bogged down. This might come off as picky, but they did change the physics of the world and it made some things feel really strange and a few things were unanswered. And like I said, this is me being nitpicky, but I still didn't like it. Uh, Some of the actual story didn't work. Like I would say like 80% of the story worked, but there was just, there was a part of it that I didn't like. And I felt like they either, either could have explained it more because there was a ton of exposition at certain points, but it wasn't what I would want from some of it. But I mean, I liked most of it. The parts that I felt suffered are spoiler territory, so I can't really talk about them, but it was a solid movie. Great references, rapid fire jokes, stellar voice cast. And like I said, I like the first one better, but not to say this is not a solid follow-up. And uh, it's definitely great. Take your kids to see it. Even if you don't have kids, go see it. Like my wife and I went and saw it and laughed. It was fun. So it's worth going to see in theaters for sure. It's a pleasant movie and uh, you'll you'll laugh. So three and a half stars. And the last thing we're going to talk about is Abducted in Plain Sight. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's about a family who falls under the spell of a church member and things get really insane from there. This documentary is crazy. 
And I did that because I keep this thing PG-13, but oh my this is unreal. I was furious the whole time, and then I would switch to being disgusted while being furious, and then just go back to being strictly furious. The parents were so stupid, it defies logic with how stupid they were. And actually, if you read about this online, which I suggest you don't, before watching it. But if you do, a lot of people will say, if you can watch this without being just pissed off at the parents the whole time, you'll enjoy it more. But that's impossible. Within five minutes, I was ready to throw something across the room with how insane it is. It's a stranger than fiction, bonkers story, and I just don't want to go into any details. It's on Netflix. It's 90 minutes. It's worth watching just to experience it. And, and I, I honestly thought it was so crazy that it was going to be a joke at the end. I thought it was going to be one of those like funny or die kind of things, like mockumentaries. So the fact that it wasn't really just blew my mind because I was like, there's no way this can happen. In terms of rating it in an overall documentary, I would say it was all right. It slammed a whole lot of information in a very short time, and it barely left you any room to breathe or process. It jumps around a whole lot. And honestly, I would have just liked a little more info on certain things, especially in the beginning when they're sitting when they're setting the story up. Some things just felt really rushed and some of it really seemed to be missing and it made the events unfolding seem a bit unrealistically fast from a viewer's perspective. So I don't know why they didn't edit this to be two hours. I believe it's about an hour and a half. So I'm just curious to see what they cut because the story is so beyond crazy. That's what keeps you in. So I want to see what they cut to see if we could get a better view and, and more context. Not that much needs to be given because it's all so insane. There's nothing you can say to make it better. But more information on something like this would obviously be welcomed so we could wrap our heads around things a bit better. I have no idea why the family would want this. I have no idea because they were interviewed. They interviewed the, the, the parents, the daughters. I have no idea why they would want this out there more than it already was. It's embarrassing to all human beings that this happened. And honestly, words can't really describe it much anymore. I mean, I could go on using synonym after synonym to have insane and surreal and crazy and all that, but just check it out and see for yourself. I promise you this will be one of the craziest documentaries you've ever seen. I give it three stars. If you watch it, let me know in the comments. I would love to know your thoughts. Also, if you go see Legos, don't go see Prodigy. Anyway, guys, let me know about anything that I talked about. I'll hit you up with another episode later this week after I see a couple more things in movie theaters. And I have not forgotten about that classic review, classic movie review, I should say, but my schedule got away from me. I will get that up. Anyway, hope everybody is having a great week so far, and I will talk to you guys again in a few days. Thank you very much for listening.